Hi guys, it's Daria Miranova and Hike on the Beach. Today we're mostly going to talk about Philadelphia Flyers. My guest is Russ Cohen, hiking baseball journalist. He is someone who really knows the Flyers. So, hi Russ, how is Philadelphia? Oh, it's great, Tasha. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Uh, getting a little warmer here, so that's nice. I know you're used to the warm weather where you are, but we're getting there. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to be straightforward. How come Flyers will not make it to playoffs this year? Uh, they won't make it because they lack talent and the player development has stalled in um, certain players over the years. So, you know, for the last couple of years, this was coming. Uh, you know, they traded Claude Giroux, which was fine. Maybe they had to do that. I get it. Um, but then with other trades, other contracts that they've signed, they've sort of hemmed themselves in cap-wise and, you know, talent-wise, it's just not there. They brought in John Torrello, who I think thought it might be a little better, but with Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson still being injured for the whole year, um, that was probably what he wasn't expecting, although I think, you know, we in the media could see it coming. Uh, so in the end, you know, it turns out to be a, you know, a bad recipe. And now they're kind of like stuck in the middle. Wow. That, that sounds really sad. I mean, I know a different Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, that's, you know, that Philadelphia, um, hasn't existed in a while. Mm -hmm. And now this one has to kind of pull itself out of this. And there's a lot of different ways that it has to happen. And, you know, one of it is losing cap money another one is um developing better another one is some more good economic free agent economical free agent signings and uh better drafting oh wow so let's talk about positive well i think it's positive because it's funny do you go to those hot post-game press conferences i do yeah i'm <laughs> in all of them <laughs> and how do you like them do you enjoy them <laughs> Yeah, I enjoy them. Uh, I, I'm not necessarily a guy that's going to go back and forth with a coach. Uh, I always do, you know, talk to players. Uh, I get what I need. I I do coverage for a certain couple different outlets, but I'm not an everyday beat guy, so my focus is different. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have to get combative, and I don't really need, like, um, the biggest story that day. I, I, I can be patient. Mm-hmm. But have you ever asked anything towards? This season, no. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of times there's good media guys. You know, there's three or four good media people. There's three or four that will go before me. And a lot of times they'll ask something that I would have asked anyhow. Um, so, no. I mean, this year, uh, I think, in his, yeah, in his introductory press conference I did. But no, nothing in season that has really, you know, sparked me to do so. Okay, because, you know, when we're not there and we get all those videos where Torch says something spicy, it's really hard to imagine what's going on. Right. Well, you know, again, he he has his own agenda, too. So he he's going to say some some spicy things at times to keep the media at bay. He's going to say it at times to fire up some players. He's, you know, going to put up some misdirection at times saying things look better than they are. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to do all those things. And, you know, right now, it doesn't matter. They're not going to make the playoffs. So, you know, now uh, there's not really any tension uh, because there's no worry about not making the playoffs and everybody's on the same page that, hey, they're 
just going to see what they have for the rest of the year. So I don't think you're going to see as much spice down the stretch here. Okay, I guess that was my next question. What is the mood around the locker room? But you already said it. <laughs> well, I mean, the locker room is different, though. Like, this okay. is the coach, you know, around the locker room. And, of course, we only get into a portion of it, right? We're not in it all the time. But as mm -hmm. far as the guys, uh, I do think uh, they're giving good effort. I do think there are some guys that just don't like the system mm -hmm. and aren't fitting in, and they're just kind of playing, but they're not playing to their best abilities. I think there's a few of those guys, too. I think they need to get weeded out. Um, because if they don't, it's just not going to be a good situation next year because you're going to have young guys that do need to develop at the NHL level and other young players like Noah Cates, you know, Morgan Frost, so some of the younger guys you hope that will take more steps, Owen Tippett, those guys, and, you know, you, you want them to be around the best talent and guys who are really fitting in the system. And right now, it's a mishmash. Like, they, I couldn't even, they haven't even, they don't even have one line combination that I would tell you has been definite all year. Wow. Just to show you how much they've tinkered around with everything. Mm -hmm. Wow. Let's talk about Proverb. He is the guy who doesn't necessarily like media attention, but he got some this season. Before the trade deadline, there was a rumor that he might be gone, but he stayed. Right. I didn't buy into that rumor. There's a couple things. You know, he's got time left on his contract. And for that time that's left on his contract, let's say they were going to trade him. Mm -hmm. They really don't have a replacement. There's nobody who could play number one center in the organization. So now are you going to go out and get a number one? No, they probably wouldn't be able to get a number one. So whoever you're putting in there will be lesser than Ivan Provorov. Now, again, you can make the argument, hey, you're not expecting to be a great team next year. It's fine, but... Um, you don't want it all to kind of be a, a jumbled mess either because there are other defensemen that do need the structure, like Cam York, other guys like Travis Sanheim, who, you know, are still uh, young enough that they need, they need to have, you know, good partners. And for me, uh, I would I would still keep Proveroff. I understand, you know, I, I wasn't thrilled um, with what he did as far as Pride Night. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't like that at all. But, you know, I've covered him his whole career. And as far as on the ice and effort and ability he's still the be in the best shape of anybody on that team uh he still gives it his all he still works as hard as anybody and so i don't see a reason just to move him out mm -hmm. wow thank you that's really informative thank you uh what about other trades was there any deal that shocked you um for other deals yeah i, I would say um What Vancouver gave up a one and a two for Philip Peronic, mm -hmm. um, who's got like one year left and an RFA year. He's a pretty good defenseman. Uh, he's he has offense in his game for sure. But again, this is a very strong draft to to give up a one and two and you know and you know just to show like Vancouver is a team that's out of it. You know they could have had a you know a chance at you know a player like Mitchkov. Let's mm -hmm. say uh, so. It's a really short term deal. And I didn't like it at all um, from the Vancouver standpoint. Detroit was thrilled. Detroit's now got two firsts and three seconds in a very strong draft. That's what you want to do. And Vancouver should have wanted that too because Vancouver, um, I think what they view themselves as and what they actually are are two different things. Mm -hmm. I was really surprised that there were so many Russian names involved, like Russian-born, I guess, the right word. Yeah, they definitely were. Um, 
I don't know. It just stood out to me. Like what? Almost every day, you know? Yeah, I guess I get, you know, I, 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 it doesn't hit me that way, mm -hmm. but, um, it did happen. I mean, you know, we can go back to the, to the Tarasenko deal. Yeah. And I can tell you that, uh, Look, Glenn Sater has wanted him for years, and even though he's just an advisor, mm -hmm. I'm sure he still has an opinion in the Rangers organization. And Tarasenko does like to play where the lights are bright. And, you know, I kind of told people, like, even if you get Patrick Kane, Tarasenko is twice the player that, that Patrick Kane is at the moment because Pat Kane's hurt. Mm -hmm. um, and he's a little older. Mm -hmm. uh, Tarasenko scored that Forsberg goal the other day at the Garden that really lit it up. Uh, he's going to be great for them. Uh, you know, Kane, I'm not so sure. Uh, he's going to have to fit in. They're, they're trying to force him in, and that's never a good thing. Where Terry Senko was just a natural fit. And so, you know, I wasn't shocked that he was traded because we knew that he wasn't happy a couple of years ago. But I think when the Rangers had traded Bucinevich to to the Blues, I think that put off Terry Senko's wanting to get traded because he, you know, he had somebody he could play with, and they went pretty far. And now, you know, then that time just sort of wore out. Um, with St. Louis, and they wanted to get something for him. So I get it from both ends, but, you know, but Tarasenko's in a good place. That That's for sure. Do you think Kraftsov got his last chance? Like, really, really the last one? I think I think if it, if it goes too fast, it will be his last one. But, you know, in his first game, he, he looked pretty good out there. I know he got a point on the power play. Uh, you know, his skating's good. He, he has two-way ability. He definitely has to work on uh, his corner play and being a little tougher uh, with the size that he's at. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of people he knows there. He knows Kuzme Kuzmenko. Mm -hmm. He, You know, there's three or four players, Russian players, I think about three, that he knows there now. So that's, um, you can't make him any more comfortable than that, Dasha. Like, if that doesn't work, nothing's going to work. But I think... <laughs> You know, I do think it can work for him. And, and I do think, you know, the Rangers, while they were just sort of, you know, moving him out and saving his money on the cap, I, I think it was because they never really gave him the right opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but again, you know, look, Kratzoff's played four games. He only had that one point so far. He needs to prove it now. Like, this is, you know, even though he's 23 and there's still some development time left a lot of times in 23-year-olds, He's kind of put himself in a position now where he has to come through here. So let's see what he does. Um, I know he has ability, but, you know, sometimes guys never put it together. We've seen that before. But mm -hmm. I know he's good friends with Puck Colson, and, you know, maybe some of those guys can help pull him through Mikhaev. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah. Well, it looks like, you know, his English got better. He definitely is trying, but people need to see, to see that on the ice. Yes. Yeah, at some point... Ability is one thing, seeing him skate is another, but seeing it and put it together is really what matters. Mm -hmm. Sure. Are you guys still waiting for Fedorov? You know, I honestly, I, I don't think Philly's waiting for him. I know, you know, he's on this crazy list where it's just like, hey, he's not on, you know, he, 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 he's just not playing. I, I don't feel like he's ever going to come here now based on what happened and everything else, which is a shame. Mm -hmm. um, I know there were hopes that maybe he could be a, a backup to start and then see where he could go. But I think now, I, I, don't, I don't know if we're ever going to see him in the, uh, in the NHL, honestly. 
Well, there was a chance, but after September 21st, when all those military and draft stuff happened, that's like a different story now. Right. Yeah, definitely changed things. And, uh, you know, I, I would have to say he's probably off the flyer's radar at this point. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's, I guess, we will write a book someday about that. Should, yeah. <laughs> should we expect more moves of season for the Philadelphia Flyers? Since, you know, we haven't seen much going on around the trades. Yeah, nothing much happened around the trade deadline, and that certainly has been um, a source of anger for fans. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would just say this. Um, they're going to have to uh, clear somebody's salary in the summer, whether that's Kevin Hayes, Travis Sanheim, uh, Ristolainen, or Provorov. They're going to have to do that because they just don't have – I mean, they're, they're not going to have enough cap space to do everything and still extend – the young players that they need to extend and be able to really move forward without doing that. If they don't do that, you know, 90% of what you see on the ice right now will be the same team next year with a couple of alterations, some younger players and maybe one free agent. But it won't be much of a change, and I don't think the, co the coach will be happy with that. So I, I expect there to be some movement probably at the draft. That's probably mm -hmm. uh, when you could expect them to at least have conversations, whether something happens or not. I'm not sure, but that's, I'm sure they're going to have those conversations and, you know, we'll see what happens at that point. I guess the best is yet to come. <laughs> well, I mean, it can't get much worse. It can, <laughs> it can get worse because they could be in last, last place mm -hmm. in the league. But as far as the way Flyers fans see it, it can't get much worse. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wish the best to the Flyers fans for sure. I used to like Philadelphia. I want it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you'll get it back at some point, but, you know, it takes time, you know, it goes through cycles, and right now they're in a down cycle where, you know, you got to see how long they stay in it, but, you know, you've seen this happen with a lot of NHL teams, it's not just them. Mm -hmm. That's true, but, I mean, I cared about Philadelphia, I used to drive for games there, so I yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need my flyers back. Yeah, you'll get them <laughs> back, but, um, it's a, you know, now, you know, I hate to use the word it's a process, but mm -hmm. it is because it's not just one thing, it's many things. So you're going to see changes over the summer and and then, you know, as far as who they get and who they invited to camp eventually, you know, that'll matter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Ross. <laughs> Anytime, Dasha.